the moment that I was like, I'm done is when I broke down like completely when I was at home. Hi, my name is Karen. <laughs> Welcome so much to Fiercely Influencing. My name is Karen Dumia and today we have Savannah. Introduce yourself. Hi guys, I'm Savannah. I'm a student and I'm glad to be here. Yes, and today we'll be talking about seasons and seasons of life. Seasons we go through in life and today we'll specifically talk about, you know, those bad, bad experiences. And um, we'll see, she'll, she'll give us a story of one instance or one experience she's had and how she went through it um i really let's get right into it so now mm -hmm. tell us about your first um encounter when you realized there's something that's coming up and yeah just just tell us um okay well so um i wanted to go study in Japan because uh, I'm half Japanese. I wanted to experience that other side of the culture. Yeah. So I decided I'll go study there. And well, I didn't realize how tough it's going to be. The culture, the, the language. Um, I mean, I can speak it, but I didn't realize how hard it's going to be studying in Japanese. Okay. And so I was there for three years. Um, I think the first year I was just homesick a lot many times and all that but I think last year was my third year and I don't know I just had this thing where I felt hopeless and there was just this cycle like right. it was just uh -huh. hopeless in Japan explain yeah I mean because I'm sure like even when I'm just thinking uh, yeah <laughs> like guys like, are just so cool and you're thinking okay wait can I just get a chance to leave this country and then now you tell us, yeah. you were just feeling like this thing is not for you. No, let me tell you, this is the thing. People think that going yeah. Maju is like, you know, the best thing you could ever do. But it's a lie. It's so tough. Because you have to get used to the culture. You have to get used to how they do things. And because it's so different from what we have. Have you seen, hey, uh, Eskis can fit anywhere. It's okay. Ah, okay. Get used to the culture. Uh, yes. Cody, <laughs> what's the culture? Uh, food. Food, you and, know, just how they do things. Mm -hmm. There are maybe like how they interact with people and stuff like that, and there are societal rules, mm. shall I say? Mm. Yeah. So. So that yeah. culture shock, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. So um, during that time of darkness, shall I call it? Um, I was, I think I was just having a tough time um, doing schoolwork and okay. at the same time doing a part-time job, where I had to come back home at midnight, and still have to go to school the next day. So you'd go to school from what time to what time? Um, it depends on the day. Mm -hmm. uh, when I have work, um, I would go to school until lunch, mm -hmm. like maybe from nine till twelve or one, and then immediately after that, I have to go to work until um, midnight. Yeah, I would get home at midnight. The shift is probably like until ten thirty, eleven. Okay. Then it takes me an hour to get home. Okay. Yeah. So you it be, it began becoming like a routine. Yeah, and yeah. And then you just. You, you just didn't like the routine anymore. Yeah, and I, I was How not did it start? Um, I think it just started when I went for my job interview. Okay. Um, 
I really I was desperately wanting that job. No, okay. I desperately wanted that job and it wasn't necessarily something I was I wanted to do but I had no other choice. I mean they were paying well and mm. I needed to save money. So I was like let me just go for it. But the place they had placed me was just a place where I had to interact a lot with customers and the job was hectic. Okay. And I needed like physical strength to carry things from one place to another because in a food court you're like emotional strength. emotional strength. Yeah, exactly. Cuz so, dealing with people is a oh, lot of emotions. It is. Um, sure. so what position were you envisioning to like uh-huh. um work? Um well what I had wanted was just to work um at this I think there's a storage okay not a storage it's just uh people who store who stock things okay yeah so I wanted to do that cuz I knew I didn't have to interact with customers yeah yeah but yeah somehow I just ended up in the food court and I was like wow okay what have I done mm-hmm. and it was just a whole mess I think that day after the job interview after yeah. they accepted me yeah. you know usually people are happy like you know I got the job yeah, yeah, yeah. I finally have some money aside yeah you aside, know yeah. yeah but I was the total opposite I just started feeling like I wanted to cry I was sort of panicking I was like what have I done you know it's like and that's from the insights you're told so this is the position you're doing yeah. and you just felt no yeah i don't even know why like but you still it, knew you don't have a choice yeah yeah you'll still you'll still take the job anyway but yeah. okay yeah so yeah i think since that day i just felt like there was something wrong with me i wasn't feeling yeah like you know i like want to do anything anymore. in my life you know yeah. i was like what is the point of my life if i because i was struggling with school with the language with just um making like um close friends mm-hmm. and all that so i think all that was just piling up and it was just building up and it got to a point where i was just like manzi yeah i don't even know okay so now yeah. we started reporting to work yeah and then energy levels are let's say like over here yeah and then you start noticing they are dropping and dropping, dropping. And, dropping and dropping and dropping yeah and dropping. so at what point did you think uh-huh. you know what this, this i need to talk to someone and who did you talk to yeah okay well i feel like um i had i think one mistake i made is not talking to someone while i was experiencing that okay um well i had talked to my mom mm-hmm. but maybe like right after i had gone through like the lowest of lows okay yeah um yeah but i talked to my mom but and she encouraged me and i think that really helped me throughout but i think what really helped me mostly is just um me going back to god's word and reading it and i think that's one thing that encouraged me throughout that time that kept you grounded yeah okay um cuz i know it's quite i don't know um mm-hmm. you know especially when it's a season where you're encountering yeah. something that's it's not physical you see the way you'd say uh you know my 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 arm has mm. been i don't know yeah it's not so physical so it's quite yeah. hard to express yeah, what yeah, it is yeah. you're going through Definitely. but when it's emotional it becomes yeah. a bit complex for yeah, someone yeah, to yeah. and especially for you you had to mm. make calls or, yeah. you know it's not like physical yeah so you didn't find any person in japan to you know sit down and tell yeah, them yeah. you know this is, this is what i'm going through yeah i have a job that i for the life of me I, yeah. I, I don't know it's draining <laughs> yeah. every single energy i have yeah you didn't have anyone in japan even just one single person yeah okay well um i think um i had that but i felt like we weren't at a point where i could 
just go up to them and be like i'm struggling with this like i feel like i'm depressed or something like that like i felt like it was too i don't even know what to call it i think i was scared of being vulnerable mm-hmm. yeah because i didn't know how they would react yeah. and i didn't even know how they would help me and so if you're expressing like, yourself you had to do it in japanese uh most of the times yeah i mean there's some for example in church some people spoke english okay so within our small groups i would mostly speak english mm-hmm. but i felt like yeah i think just vulnerable vulnerability english the, the kenyan in her has been hey! hey! <laughs> that word is a lie yeah so basically that word <laughs> Yeah, so it was really hard to be um open fully yeah, 100%, yeah, you know. Yeah. Like I'd be I'd just say what's on the surface, but I wouldn't go in deeper. I wouldn't tell them, "Yo, I feel like there's no point in living. I feel like I'm in darkness. I feel like, you know." Yeah. And this is just so weird because mm-hmm. you were studying what you've always wanted to study in school. Yeah. But yeah. what that the, the thing that makes you feel like all your energy is being drained mm. is your part-time job. Yeah, and also the language and just and the entire environment yeah. around you. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. So now, uh-huh, you told your mom and she told you and she told you, yeah, continue just it's just for a short time. Yeah, yeah. And how, when did it feel like, mm-hmm. you know what? Um Mom, I've just done enough of the Bible verses. I've done enough of encouraging myself. Mm. I've really tried to cope, but mm. I I can't. When mm. when did you feel like Mm-mm. I think I need to come back home? When? Um, I think um well, what initially yeah. I had planned yeah. before before that whole season I had planned to go back home and not because I was feeling okay, well also because of the the hardships, but mostly because I wanted to um study in in english mm-hmm. because i want to work in kenya so it didn't make sense to me that i'm studying in japanese i'm studying their policies their laws to come work in kenya yeah so initially that's what i wanted to do okay but yeah i think when that season came i was just like yeah i think it's just about time you didn't have like an instance did you didn't break down you didn't like I have did. A, have a customer who just like <laughs> you, I don't know like break up with you and then think I think I need to go home before I get like jailed in Japan. You oh, have like that one you know that one just day yeah. you lash out because you see you've not been speaking so much about what you've been yeah, feeling yeah. inside. Yeah. So it boils up. Yeah. You didn't have that one instance um, where you just lash out at someone or you just <laughs> well, I didn't really lash out at anyone. I think I just the the moment that I was like I'm done is when I broke down like completely when I was at home. I just and just uncontrollably. Cried. Yeah, just uncontrollably. I was crying. You know how people whine and weep. Not for that me. was yeah, and your face is looking so ugly, you know? That was me. I keep crying. You know you have to take those breaths. <laughs> this is serical breath. Yeah, it is nothing so and I, and I like your company to like sad music. So that, like you just get into the mood. Yeah, you, know. <laughs> you know I've ever, ever had such a breakdown. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Like you just want something somber, something sad. Yeah, yeah. You know just to make you feel like yeah. you've exhausted all the sadness. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. And so that's the point you thought. Yeah. Now I, this is enough. 
Yeah, I was like, eh, nah. And I felt like, yeah. But in that moment, mm-hmm. I think that's when, um, like, God was like, Manze, I got you. Yeah. Like, I got you, man. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I saw he was opening doors for me to, you know, just go back home. And because I was feeling kind of guilty of wanting to go back home. Okay. Um, but yeah, he was like, first of all, I got you. You still had, you still wanted to hold on to to being there. Yeah, yeah. Because I think it's two years. I still have like one. Yeah, year, exactly. One and a half. You know. Let me just yeah, chill. Yeah, yeah. But then the the gut, because mm. hey, the gut is just mm. like I don't know, some guardian angel. Yeah. The gut tells you no, 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 no. It's not sitting well with you. But yeah. before you continue, mm. I yeah. want you to tell us how yeah. it's because you know, for most like mm. even myself, if mm. you just think. And of course it's very obvious you yeah. can't have your fees paid and you're still given enough pocket money and yeah, still yeah, you know, yeah. the extra money. Mm. I want you to tell us how it is to study mm. and work at the same time mm. and you're in a foreign country yeah. and you still have to <laughs> you still have to have a social life and yeah. still balance. Yeah. I want you to tell us how that is. For you know, for most of us we didn't get the chance yeah. to yeah. to tell this kind of a story. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think just tell us how it is. Mm. Man, um, it's. I think it also depends on the country you're country. going to. So for you, uh, for me, because in my case, it was a whole different experience. First of all, language. Like I keep saying language, but it's real. Like it's real. Like language. I can imagine. Imagine you're in a space and yeah. you know, people are just. To be even honest, mm. I'd be somewhere we're in Kenya, yeah, and yeah, yeah. You know, we have all the languages. Yeah. And in a space, and everyone's just speaking their language. Yeah. You can't really. You only know the kidogo, the one yeah. on the surface. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I quite understand that, yeah. but not really fully. Yeah. So, the language. Yeah. So language, and I think just I think like unseen rules are there, like according okay. to societies. Okay. Like, like um, for example, one simple one in Japan would be um, so when you're going up an escalator, okay. you have to stand on one side, like on mm. the r- left side. Mm-hmm. So you have to leave the right side open for people who are in a hurry to run up. Oh. So those are things people it's don't know. Rule. Yeah, that's the thing. You don't know. So you're there like, oh, they've left all the space for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you stand there. Because so mo- what what most uh, foreigners do is yeah. they'll stand on both sides. Because, you know, escalators are meant to be like that. But mm. in Japan, that's what they do for people who are in a hurry or whatever. Oh, okay. So there are those small, small rules yeah. that you don't know until you get there. Mm-hmm. So I think that that also kind of stresses you out. Yeah. Um, and also, people will look at you funny if you don't follow them. You're like, they're like, what's what's wrong with this person? Like, and you have those those eyes for, mm-hmm. hey, you look different. Okay, you look Japanese, but you still kind of look different. You look like, <laughs> okay, your face is so yeah. Japanese, yeah. but your hair is kind of trying. <laughs> <laughs> Did you yeah. have like instances and someone comes up to you? So yeah. Where you where do you come from? Oh yes, so many times, so many times, and it's never like uh, contributed to you feeling. Yeah, because you know I'm. Well, I'm basically also Japanese, but. so I just felt like I didn't feel at home, sort of. Because you know, it's basic. It's kind of technically my second home, but mm. I I never felt at home because everyone would be like, "Oh my gosh, oh you're from Kenya? Okay, yeah, that makes sense. You look like you're from Kenya." And you know, that's the thing. Because when I'm in Kenya, never no one ever says that I look Kenyan. 
they would never see that I I'm, I look Japanese. Yeah. Um, they would ask me all these questions. Oh, okay, Kenya. So where is it in Africa? And when I speak Japanese, they'd be like, Oh my gosh, you speak such good Japanese. Where do you? So I got those questions so many times. And it so would... you learn Japanese in Kenya? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah. I think we'll close in on part one. Yeah. So that in part two, you tell uh-huh. us now you you're transitioning yeah. from Kenya. Uh-huh. No, from, from Japan, Japan yeah. into Kenya. Yeah. And now you tell us how how that happened yeah i really really hope you get to get the other part of the conversation in part two and thank you so much for listening all right see you on part two